throughout the nation and around the globe. From his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Weekly Wisdom and Insights. I am your host, Dear James, and my incredible co-host, the Lady Jacqueline, is off this week. So as we begin this third week of September, this bridge month, what an incredible <laughs> set, what an incredible week it is, um, energetically, astrologically, um, seasonally, all of these things. It's, it's really a powerful, uh, powerful month, transition month. And moment. So we're going to jump into. There's a lot here. I'm going to do my best to go through it um, with you all. As you all know, if you are joining us, um, please put in the comments where you're joining from. Do a shout out, and of course, throughout the broadcast, um, put in your comments, put in your questions, and I will answer any questions and comments from an intuitive standpoint, listening to the unseen. And we will go through this really incredible month of harvest this this week especially and it's very interesting you remember that when we started with september and welcome alicia wonderful to see you from los angeles elizabeth hello from france um powerful week so when we started september and they talked about it as a bridge month and they made us aware and they made me aware of the original calendar um pre pre-Gregorian calendar. And so, of course, September, the nine, but the nine is a seven. And so it's very interesting. So they started us off with seven. Last week was eight. And then they kept saying to me, nine. And I really, I you know, I sometimes, as I'm sure you all do, when you're listening intuitively and everything, you're like, are y'all just messing with me? Are you pulling my leg? Is this really nine? And of course it is Gregorian. It is the nine. But it kept coming over back again, back again, as simple as nine. And so nine it is, and nine it truly is. Um, and you will see, because this week, by the way, and, and let me jump into this really quickly. This week, so coming up Thursday slash Friday, so 9-22 slash 23, if you're in the West Coast, you know, if you're you're kind of, uh, in the anything west of, of uh, Europe and everything, it's going to occur on 922. It is the Libran equinox, the Libra equinox. It is the autumnal in the northern hemisphere equinox. And in the southern hemisphere, it is the vernal equinox, the spring equinox. That's taking place roughly 6.04 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1.04 Greenwich Mean Time, 1.04 in the morning, a.m., so it's on the 23rd. We're going to address the Sabian symbols that go along with the snapshot of the astrological chart at that moment, that demarcation of the equinox. Right behind that, right following that, on Sunday, on 925, is the Libra new moon. You're going to see how that symbol for the sun and moon, they're conjunct, so a new moon is the sun and moon are always conjunct. You're going to see how that symbol is following the symbols, ties into, follows the symbols of the equinox. And right after that, the next day, 
926, Monday, is Rosh Hashanah. It's the Jewish New Year. Followed a week later on October 5th with Yom Kippur. And there's importance about this. So we're, you're going to see how this all comes together. So, and Anne, hello, everyone. She's also joining us from uh, France. And hello, Kelly Marie. Wonderful to have you all here from Dogwood Shores, Tennessee. I have family from Tennessee, so it's a, it goes back to my roots. Um, so, and Jennifer's just jumping off with crazy darn time. Could you please ask the unseen to stop yelling in my brain? <laughs> well, there, you know, it's a very interesting thing. They're doing a lot of yelling because this is that bridge month. This, that, this is, it's like the bell ringing, you know, the, the bells tolling, the bell, the, the, they want your awareness. They want your consciousness. They want everyone to awaken because again, we're in one of two places, one of two worlds, one of two destinies. Um, and we are either awakened, open, surrendering, flowing, or we are in, you know, that six year conflict. We are fighting, struggling, you know, um, negotiate, you know, the ego mind, right? It will beg, barter, steal, negotiate, delay. It will do whatever it can, in essence, to, to avoid the inevitable. And the inevitable is your knowing. So let's jump into this. So, yes, they want you to stop screaming. So, so let's just jump into nine. And by the way, today's date, 9-21-2022, becomes an 18, which becomes a nine. So we have double nines. And because the main theme today is nine, triple nines. So you have these triple nines. And I want to go into what the nine means. And it says, and this is also biblically. So I, I always often look to, from a spiritual place, what's the ancestry? What's the ancient Hebrew? What does um, the symbology of these things mean? And the number nine is used 49 times in scripture. It symbolizes divine completeness or, convey, or conveys the meaning of, a finality. And so you can see, and it talks about the fact that Christ died at the ninth hour on the day, which is 3 p.m. So it's the ninth hour. Today, 21. Two and one is a three. So to make way of the salvation open to everyone, there's the Day of Atonement. Yom Kippur, which I mentioned at the top of the hour, is the only one of God's annual feast uh, feast days of worship that requires believers to fast for one day. This special day, considered by many Jews to be the holiest of the year, begins at sunset on the ninth day of the seventh Hebrew month. Guess which month is the seventh Hebrew month? September. So, and thus, 
Yom Kippur is on the 5th of October. And so, and then lastly, it also mentions the number nine also represents the fruits of God's Holy Spirit. So the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which are faithfulness, gentleness, goodness, joy, kindness, forbearance, love, peace, and self-control. So there's this, and they, and they literally said to me, when they said nine, it was the symbol of divine completeness. They've been talking to us right at the first, when they started this, the first of, of September with us, was about the harvesting of souls, represents completion or design, uh, divine fulfillment. That which awakens serves. So to Ayan's comment about yelling in my brain, because that which awakens serves. Serves a higher purpose, serves a higher calling, serves a higher way, a higher path, and the opening to that. That which transcends all, that is, I'm sorry, that which transcends all that is, all that came before, moving beyond time. And that the number seven, which we're, is playing this foundational role, because remember, it's taking us back to where we began. They've said all along, we're going back to where we began, but an octave higher. We didn't begin with the Gregorian calendar. We didn't begin with Gregorian time. It was a lunar calendar. It had 10 months of three, uh, and then with, uh, and then it moved to 12 with 30 equal days, 360. We're now at 365. So imagine that this entire, and, and know that the axis of the Earth, right, isn't directly up, it wobbles, it leans 23.5 degrees. So imagine we are 23 and a half degrees, quote unquote, off center, out of alignment, off of perfection. So we're going back to where we began, an octave higher. The seven plays this foundational role. And nine, though, as you can see, is this divine completeness, finality. It's, it's a culmination. It's a completion. And so as we move through this, they said to me then, the closing of one door and the opening of another. And I want to bring up this quote. And it's from Revelations 3.8, and it says, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. And so this is very much talking about the fact that there is, so after this divine completeness and this, you know, convey, uh, the, the harvesting and the finality of things, there is an open door. There is a new. And that, and we can see this within our own lives, our own so, you know, micro, macro, right? So we often hear this where one door closes, another one opens, or where one, one shuts a door, a window opens. There's always an opening, a way to, through. So in our own individual lives, we can see that the closing of one door and the opening of another. So the unseen is saying there's going to be quote unquote, the closing of a door, the, the end of a way, the end of an era, a time, 
an order of things. And the new order begins, which is the open door. And it cannot be shut. The only one that can open the door and shut the door is source. So it's, it's in essence, divine. It is, it's part of the completion. It is part of the, um, when they're saying the ongoingness, I know that's not necessarily a word, however, <laughs> because, but it doesn't mean that we continue with the way things are. It means that literally the old way, the old order ends. It's complete. We've been there, done that. We're not going back. And look at the current day. I, I just read the headline before I came on the show where there's, you know, in essence, saber, saber rattling about possible nuclear use by a country against others. Remember that from World War II, that's what in essence ended the war, the use of a nuclear weapon to say enough is enough, stop. This in a sense is that we don't, we, you know, history repeats itself per se. However, this is not the end of something that's being saber rattled. It's an attempt to begin something. And humanity is saying, mm -mm, no, no more, never again, not for us. So you can see the closing of one door, the opening of another. Then they said, they, and again, today's the 21st, right? That, and they said the luck hyphen auspiciousness of the day. And then they gave me the number 21. And they said, and then you can see three times seven, 21 threes, the 21 three. It was the ninth hour, which was 3 p.m. So you can see the, the trinity. Um, and so they spoke to this. And the luck and the auspiciousness of the day. And when they mean that, they don't mean just the literal day. It's really the luck and the auspiciousness of the day, meaning of the time, of the moment. Because again, as we, as we align our will, thine will, which am I aligning with that? And you'll see how that plays out because it's, it's one of three wills that are at play, and I'll, I'll tie this back together for you. But they're talking about the luck and the auspiciousness of the day, and the day representing this, this moment in time, and how it's a, a 21, three sevens. Then they said, seeing is believing, dot, 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 an inside job. And what they mean by that is, seeing is believing, as an inside job is about our knowing. It's what we know. It's not what the mind is telling us. It's not what the chaos in our, in our world is showing us. We can set all of that aside and just simply listen. Seeing is believing. It, it means that because we know, we know there's something greater. We know there's something more. We know there's a new door opening. We know there's the way. It's the arc of destiny is forward. And we, and they're saying we are the ones that usher in that new, that new day. So you can see, so seeing is believing. It's to know it. And that is internal. It's an inside job. 
It doesn't matter the craziness. It doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. It's not that we don't see it. It's not that we're not consciously aware of it. Yes, and. There's an and. And seeing is believing. It's having a greater, a higher faith in something. Next, they said, new beginnings abound. Look all around you with an exclamation point. And this was very interesting because, of course, immediately, at least for me, immediately, you think externally. Look all around you. Yes, however, new beginnings abound. Look all around you. It's also the, the image that they give me is one where you're standing, it's internal, you're standing inside, and you're, in essence, going counterclockwise around, and you're seeing all the new beginnings that abound. It's all the things that you see within. It's a knowing that you can see within that are new, that new beginnings abound. We can call it in this moment, because remember, it's about that reality. I'm going to bring that quote up. When we suspend the reality we are in or believe we are in, a new reality emerges. And so they're saying here, so one can say in my imagination, in my mind's eye, in my fantasies, I see a new world, a new way, a, you know, new beginnings, and they're all around me. It's that same thing because those imaginings, if you will, were become our new reality. They are the new. And so, because it's taking us there, so they're asking us to look, and it's number four. And it's very funny. We talk about it. It's very funny. They had me today do 1A, 2B, 3C, 4D, and it's interesting, this new beginnings abound. We talk about being in a 3D reality. The fourth dimension, 4D, the fourth dimension is where we precipitate from. Nikola Tesla, a couple thousand patents under his name. He never once built a prototype of anything. He imagined it, imagined it, imagined it in his mind in the fourth dimension. And when he had, quote unquote, worked it out, tested it, whatever, he literally went from that space to the actualization of it, the literal um, manufacturing of it, and, and it worked. You can read about this. It is a truism. He never once built a prototype. It just came from the fourth dimension. Whoa. But before it came from there, he was doing the works. So here this is, new beginnings abound. Look all around you. Look within. Look all around you. Because they're coming, you're precipitating them from the fourth dimension. When we go back, I'm going to show you again. There's so much to cover here. You know, the four of cups again, remember. And it's there's the soma. The four of cups, it's the cup in the higher dimensions, the higher realm. You can see that that cup coming from the ether, from source. And the person is looking downward. They're looking at what we know. They're looking down at what we've used before. And it's not working. Things aren't progressing the way we would like them to. We got, he's pouty. You know, he's got that pouty face. And of course, the star is the soma in the cup. It is the wisdom. It is the, the effervescence. It is everything. 
and here it is 4D, right? It's a 4D moment. They're saying what we're moving to is a higher octave. What we're moving to, the way to, is a la Nikola Tesla, precipitating in the fourth dimension. See it in your mind's eye. This is how it's coming together. Work it, work it, work it. And then it delivers. So, and lastly, they said, which was the fifth 5E about changes, and they said finality, completion, a total eclipse of the heart. So what that means is, remember, nine symbolizes divine completeness, finality. They're saying finality, completion, the old way, the old order of things goes away. A new order emerges. And it's a total eclipse of the heart, meaning what's go back to the ancient Egypt. They, when you passed, they weighed your heart, your soul, your heart against the weight of a feather. So in essence, this total eclipse of the heart is about what's in your heart, what's in your center. Where are you? Are you arcing forward, destiny? Are you arcing forward? Are you bringing in the new? Are you embodying the new? Or are you cleaving to the past, to the old order of things? One of the, whichever one you're, you're in is the one you're going to experience, and it is the one that you're going to usher in for the next period of time. Two different worlds, two different ways, two different experiences, so forth. So... Tina, welcome from Seattle. Thank you for joining us. Debbie as well, Debbie Harris. Um, Debbie's mentioning, I'm part of a group and they mentioned something is supposed to happen on September 24th. Um, and so you can see that this is an action-packed moment, day. The luck and auspiciousness of the day. And the equinoxes, remember, they, they denote it's like the Libran scales. It is equinox, equal day and night. So that's what's coming up on Thursday, Friday, 22-23. Autumnal in the northern hemisphere, vernal in the southern hemisphere. This absolute harmony and balance of day and night, the length of them. Then you can see in between the 24th, as Debbie's mentioning, the 25th, the Libra new moon. And... Very interesting for me right now where I am located, mountain time, it's 923. <laughs> that number, those numbers, 923, have been huge. Um, and so you can see this 923. That this emerges, you know, again, it's delivering us. This whole month, as Ann started at the beginning, this whole month, wake up. Time to, time to prepare because what comes after this is new. The choices we make in our day-to-day -day lives, it's either of the new or it's passing away. It's of the old. So these new beginnings abound. They're all around. They're here for us. So let's dive in because... It is really quite, and, and one last thing I want to do is uh, before we move into these Sabian symbols, because they're just, and you're going to see how what I've been talking about is literally mirrored in these Sabian symbols. 
And the Sabian symbols, there's one per degree, 360 symbols. And in essence, what you do, what I look at is I look at the snapshot, an astrological chart of the Libra equinox, the Libra new moon. And it'll tell you that the sun is at this degree, the moon is at that degree, so forth and so on for all the major planets and so forth. And then you go and look to see what's the cor corresponding Sabian symbol. And in order to do that, you advance the astrological degree by one degree. So if it's four degrees Libra, you look at five degrees Libra for the Sabian symbol. That's how you, and then they tell you, these Sabian symbols tell you a story of the time or the moment. And you can do this often. Um, you can do an orary chart. An orary chart is where you ask a specific question. And so at the time you're asking the question, you take a snapshot of the astrological chart. You can look at this with your birth chart, your natal chart. At the time you were born, what were the degrees of the symbols, of, of the planets and everything? And then go and see, correspond them to the Sabian symbols, and see what story it tells you. It, it's fascinating. It's incredibly on point. Um, and again, these symbols were done... Um, her last name is Wheeler. Um, she was a medium and she sat down and they just handed her cue cards one after the other in random order. And she saw what corresponded to the, to the degree, the sign in the degree. And then it was collated by a gentleman that was working with her. Fascinating. So, um, and Brigitte is saying, I'm going to have that song in my head now, <laughs> Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yes. And I did too. It was Bonnie Tyler, you know, Eclipse of the Heart. And and the beauty of the words too, right? Once upon a time I was falling in love. Now I'm only falling apart. A total eclipse of the heart. This process is about falling apart. Remember, 23, splitting apart. We are splitting apart from the old ways. We are letting go of what no longer serves us. We are moving to a higher state of being, a higher octave of being. And so, like the snake that sheds its skin, you know, it's, it's not always an easy process. What makes it more patable, more easy, is how quickly do we surrender? How quickly do we align and flow with it? How quickly do we let go of the past or the stories we've been telling us or the, the masks, the identities? the And how earnestly do we look at them, meaning ourselves? How earnestly do we look at ourselves to say, and look at the people in our lives, right? We can easily accept those, the love, right? When people are demonstrating love, showing us love, we accept it readily most times. When it's deep challenge, there's, you know, put the hands up. Ooh, I rebuke thee, you know, like, ah. Because they're playing a role that we ask them to play, as painful as it is, for us to see something in ourselves. So here, this total eclipse of the heart. Once I was in love, now I'm only falling apart. Yes, because in good times, it's easy. In the challenge, in the transition, the letting go, the stripping, the burying ourselves, the looking at ourselves becomes difficult. A lot of people don't like to ever look at themselves. They don't want to do what's the works. However, 
through that challenge is the luck, the auspiciousness of the day. Because it releases you. It releases us. It allows us to close one door while another door opens. All about unlayering, unmasking, splitting apart, letting go, delivers us. So just a little bit more on the number nine before we jump to the Sabian symbols. So it talks about the number nine about being finality, fruitfulness, hidden, revealed, the hidden revealed. When what has been concealed is revealed, there is fruitfulness, a harvest, evidence of unseen actions or processes. They're literally talking about the harvest, the end, the closing of a door, the opening of another. That open door is one that's on the other side of the mountaintop. It's on the other side of the, of the old order of things. It's unknown to us. And it's being revealed because we haven't been there yet, right? We have not been there yet. So it reveals itself. They talk about the bringing of light of what has been hidden implies finality, the conclusion of something, or its final state, the old order of things, its final state. Um, it speaks about, here it talks about how God made Jesus sin for us so we would become the righteous of God in him. The Bible consistently makes the connection between sin and death. Jesus gave up his spirit on the cross in the ninth hour. So it was also at the ninth hour that the consequence or fruitfulness of sin is revealed. The consequence or fruitfulness is deliverance, freedom from sin. And remember, we've talked about this before the, in the tarot. The double card, enslavement, exodus, enslavement the releasing of imprisonment. And we can see how in our current lives, our current way of being, the current order of things, we have been, in essence, enslaved. Look at how our, in our own individual lives, no, I can't be what I want to be, or I can't do what I said I would want to do, or I can't follow my heart, my soul, my passion, because, because, because. Those are all forms of enslavement. They're all stories we tell ourselves. When our knowing, our soul, our knowing, knows what it wants, knows what we're to do. And we've spent a long time with the ego mind personality leading. And this is moving us. The new order of things is where soul source connection, heart, mind, body, soul, it's all in unity. You're going to see this. I'm going to bring this image up. It is... It is the winged triangle. It, we see it as the capstone to the pyramid. It can be the eye of providence, in essence. And it is completion. When you look on the US $1 bill, you see it on the back. You see this image where the, uh, the pyramid has 13 base layers, and then the capstone is floating above it. It is not readily on it. It is floating above the 13 base layers. And here you can see how this image is about the higher octave. It is about the 
the all-seeing eye, the eye of providence, and its, and its unity, our unity in coming to, back together with it. Because we've come, again, um, yes, I can see it in my mind's eye. Yes, the devil card in the tarot. And you see the nude male and female figure chained, enslaved. And we then move to the lover's card, which is they're free. They're unshackled. They are liberated. And they are radiant. They are joyful. They're radiant. They're happy. And so you can see that this is talking about, so what was the consequence or the fruitfulness in the, in the ninth hour? Deliverance is revealed. The deliverance of sin, the deliverance of our sins. We're being freed from that enslavement. It also talks about one way in which we connect to the creator to affect a changed life is through prayer. The ninth hour is the hour of prayer, but is also the hour that Jesus died. The timing of the final moment of his life on earth, the ninth hour, symbolized that he made possible the ultimate connection between us and the creator, prayer. What was concealed God's redemption of mankind was at last revealed. And there's a beauty here. Remember that there's a famous scene in the temple of, in Jerusalem where Master Jesus arrives. And in the outer court, so there's the Holy, Holy of Holies. Then their next outer rim was for the, uh, all the male, um, Hebrew, males. The next outer court, female, all the female Hebrews. Jews, and then the outside court was for all of the Gentiles. And what took place, Jesus arrives, and here that the outside court that is meant for the Gentiles to be in communion with higher source was all the money changers. It was like it was like a bazaar. And he flips the tables. He turns the tables and he he basically clears that because he's saying to them, you have, in essence, corrupted, you are preventing, corrupting people from reaching you. And again, no matter what religion, it's not from a religious place that I'm speaking, it's from a spiritual place that says, no matter your faith, there's a higher soul source connection. And Master Jesus's message in that moment was, you, each one of us, is connected. We go direct. We go direct, quote unquote, to the Father. We go direct, soul source connection. And thereby, and they were blocking people from doing that. They were blocking people from receiving what is divinely and rightly ours. Soul source GPS <laughs> guidance. And thereby, and this is where we give power away. We've given our power away. We've because, you know, powers that be don't want people to be enlightened. They don't want people, they want you enslaved. They don't want you liberated and free, free mind. But again, free mind with great power comes great responsibility. It's not about just being able to do whatever you want, when you want, how you want, to whom you want. That's not the moral of the, of the gift of our divinity. The moral is to listen, to connect to it, and go as guided. 
even when our ego mind personalities are afraid, don't want to, you know, but our knowing shows us the way. It demonstrates the way, not a way, the way. So, and it also speaks to, and there's a lot of things that can tie to the nine, you know, are the gestation period for humans, nine months, nine. There's so many things that are connected with nine. And the other one that I find incredibly beautiful is that in Gematria, uh, the word, and I'm not, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing it right, Eames or Ems, E-M-E-S, meaning truth. So in Gematria, the word truth equals nine. Specifically, the Gematria of Ems, Eames, Ems, is 441. And when you add that together, of course, it becomes a nine. So nine represents the number of truth. And it says, not only does truth reduce to nine, but the Hebrew spelling of truth contains the first, middle, and last numbers of, I'm sorry, letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Hebrew teachers suggest that something that is true cannot be altered and must be true throughout, from beginning to middle to end. Like, like our awesome source, truth is immutable. 